Welcome to the Intuitive Skies, here to help you cultivate your spirit, where you'll find magic, mystery, and sometimes a bit of mayhem. And now your hosts from IntuitiveSkies.com. Hi, this is Katie, and I am here with Beth Ann from ReadingsByBA.com, and of course BA stands for Badass. Uh, welcome, Beth Ann, my co-host. My co-host. My co-host. Where are you, my co-host? Are you there? Beth Ann. Hello. <laughs> Beth Ann? Hello. Yeah. Oh, there you are. I don't know what happened there. We had some really weird technical difficulties for our very first episode. But welcome. I just introduced <laughs> you, my co-host, Miss um, Badass Beth Ann. Finally, you're here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm unmuted. And I'm here with my fabulous mentor. She's internationally known full-time psychic medium, and she can be found at katiestearns.com. Or intuitiveskies.com. And we decided, as we were talking about doing this podcast, that we were going to do a most embarrassing moment of the week every single week that we're on. And Satan was sharing one with me that I thought was pretty funny. So you want to share that with everyone? I suppose next week will be my turn, huh? Yeah, I think it's a good way to start out the episode, get the vibe going a little bit. Okay, so I was at the yoga studio, and I was doing aerial yoga, and I was hanging from the silk hammock, and I flipped upside down into the splits, and I split my pants open. <laughs> you split your pants open? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Who is that? Can you hear that? That's so weird. <laughs> is that a spirit? Yeah, it's I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is not going to go okay, is it? With our very first episode, we're just going to be Looney Tunes. Um, yeah, so, oh my gosh. So we're going to talk about empathy versus empathic. Um, actually, in the Webster's Dictionary, empathy and empathic have the same exact definition. But I, I'm feeling like empathic has become kind of a catchphrase. So people are just going around, oh, I'm so empathic. Have you ever experienced anything like that, Bethann? Yeah, like with, I think that oh. the the empathic thing is really trendy and it's a little bit overused. Um, I did recently meet somebody, so I'm at the yoga studio again. This is luckily a different a different time, not with my hoo ha hanging out. And uh, <laughs> I met this guy who had a. <laughs> I met hoo-ha, this guy who had hoo-ha. a. I said hoo ha. He had a man bun and he was a vegan oh. <laughs> and. He was a craft beer drinker, craft beer drinker, and he's all like, I'm an empath, and I'm spiritually enlightened, and I was just like, you're not an empath, I don't know, no, not you, Uh, not you, no, but it's just just so trendy, right? Yeah, it's gotten to be stupid. Okay, so we did come up with this quiz, and so... um, I'm going to go through 10 different questions to show if you actually are an empath. And so um, take note, because if you are an empath, then um, you probably 
can identify with this, and if you're not, quit calling yourself an empath, for God's sake. Okay, so number one, when you walk into a room, can you tell if there was recently an argument there, the vibe of the room? That's oh, you mean like my, my asshole detector, so I could tell who the asshole in the room is? Yeah, exactly, uh, the a-hole detector. Or like there was just an a-hole yelling at someone empathic detector. I have that. So for me, the energy will be a little bit thicker, and I can sense the tension. Um, whenever there's strong emotion like that in the room, it it lingers, and I can feel it. Okay. So, and then do, do other people tell you that you are? This is number two. Sorry, number two. Do others tell you that you are quote too sensitive? Quote. Um, oh my gosh. You know. I think I've been called too sensitive from the time I was four years old. Like, oh, oh, just, you know, it's just Katie. She's just too sensitive. Or they say something that's really mean or rude, and I'm, like, upset about it. And, oh, no, you're just too sensitive. Or, I know, um, somebody that, like, comes in and, and you can tell they're in a bad mood or they, and they start, like, cussing. It's just their energy is really thick. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, you're just too sensitive. I'm fine. No, I can tell that there's something wrong. Um, okay, number three on the empath quiz. Do you absorb other people's feelings? Mm, I can think. for sure. Yes, whether it's good or bad feelings, I can absorb it. So when it's like anxiety or sadness, I have to remind myself which feeling is mine and what is somebody else's. So you're like human baking soda. You absorb all the stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was really stupid. <laughs> okay, number four on the empath quiz. Do you tend to be introverted or not like crowds or going out in public much? Um, I can say that that definitely applies to me. I um, I know for me, I don't like to be in crowds or in public venues very often. If I go out, sometimes it's like on a Monday. I mean, I love being around people, but I just I really need to rejuvenate after doing so and recharge and spend a couple of days by myself. And that's why I love what I do. I get to be by myself quite a bit and, um, or people are coming here to my comfortable comfort zone. Okay. And so number five, are you a target for energy vampires? Okay. So yeah. What are those energy vampires? They seem like giant. Yeah. Energy vampires. Okay, so someone that sucks you dry of all of your energy, someone that um, takes away your energy in any way, shape, or form that they possibly can. Um, there's different types. So I, there's like the victim that is always calling with problems or um, always has something going on in their life, but they're always feeling like they're being attacked. I think a lot of the, the victims are actually empaths, but at the same time, they've not stood in their power enough to, to see that they actually have a choice of being the victim. So then what they do is they call their friends who, of course, like attract like, so they end up calling their friends who are usually going to be other empathic types or very sensitive types. And then they complain and complain and, and like, what do I do, what do I do? But they never stand up for themselves. So they keep calling and they keep on going with um you know, what do I do, what do I do? And that just drains you after a while. You know, it's like you have to just kind of ignore them or put them on mute or put yourself, you know, and walk away and do something else while you're talking to them, um, which is rude. But anyway, 
And then there is the drama queen. Um, that type of energy vampire is someone that always, no matter where they go or what they do, is creating conflict. A lot of times these energy vampires that are drama queens don't even realize that they're creating all the drama around them. Um, they tend to have a lot of um, people mad at them or they change jobs a lot or they, um, they have to because they, they create so much drama and they think it's somebody else creating it, but everything's about them. And I think that all these kind of can go back and forth. So like the victims and the drama queen, they can be like playing both those roles at the same time. Um, then we have the chronic talker who asks an opinion but doesn't take time to listen. They're all talk and no ears. And we all know those people. I'm trying not to be that, Beth Ann. So, Beth Ann, um, just going outside. Oh, sorry. This is number six. Does going outside and being in nature or with animals refill your tank, Beth Ann? Definitely. Yeah, I love to go to the dog park. I love to be outside. My favorite thing is to be next to the ocean. Ocean. Okay. Mm -hmm. And another really good, easy way to know if you're an empath is are you intuitive? Number seven. Beth Ann, are you intuitive? I am, I am. I'm a psychic medium. I'm intuitive. <laughs> um, so another thing that uh, intuitives deal with along the lines of empathy is, so we have something called clairsentience, right? So that's, um, it's, a, it's a more broadened form of empathy that we deal with as intuitives. And so not only is it being able to feel somebody else's feelings, um, but we can also feel that of animals, of things, of places, and then we can also sense people's thoughts, and we can also do all of those things remotely so the person doesn't have to be, like, right in front of us. And I know right. you and I have both felt that for each other, you know. Um, just out of the blue, Katie will text me, are you okay? And I'll be, like, super stressed out or dealing with a crisis at the moment. And she just feels that. Mm -hmm. You know, she's not anywhere near me, but that's her clairsentience. Yeah, and it's funny because it's, like, almost every single person that's in our our group um, that we work together with, I can feel it when somebody's having a time when they're suffering. And I usually will call them or or actually call the rest of our friends and say, hey, you need to pray for so-and-so. They're having a bad day. Um, without even calling them. And then they'll be like, well, how did you know? Well, you guys know what we do. We're a group of mediums. So, of course, we know when each other's upset. Okay, and then Beth Ann, number nine, do you cry easily when someone you know is suffering? Or do you just cry easily? Um, <laughs> um, I can definitely be affected by what somebody else is feeling, for sure. I can feel what they're feeling. Um, it doesn't even have to be anybody that I know. I can just be next to a complete stranger and feel what they're feeling. It's actually kind of mm -hmm. kind of weird sometimes, but it's par for the course with the clear sentience, with the empathy. Oh, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> okay, number 10. Um, do you get angry or upset when someone else is being disrespected you know it's funny because I just got done with a conversation with someone um and I heard of someone being really disrespected and it kind of pissed me off I just wanted to strangle someone um and then I got sad so the emotions are all over the place I guess when you're an empath but um 
I don't know. It's it's funny. So I started thinking, like, what actually creates this? It's like a curse and a blessing all at once. So I don't know. I, it's like I really thought about this. Um, from speaking to and doing sessions for thousands of different empaths and speaking to and knowing a lot of psychics and mediums and also training people that have this gift, it's... Um, I think it's the gift of dissociative or dissociation. How do you say that word, Bethann? Dissociative? I don't like that word. Um, but it's a matter of being able to leave your ego, leave who you are. And I think that some people, um, they have the ability, the ability to become disconnected because of years and years of work in meditation. Um, but they also have this ability a lot of times because of past abuse. And that's kind of the dark side of being a light worker is that there's been a lot of abuse and trauma and because of that abuse and trauma, they're able to leave, their consciousness is able to leave the physical body, go elsewhere because they use that as a protective mechanism in the past. Um, There are, this is so crazy. Okay, so in shamanism, there are... um, it's these initiation things that actually will train people to become dissociative by, like, their own abuse. So, like, one of them is people will actually get buried in the ground. This is so creepy to me. I can't even, this is, like, my worst nightmare. Get buried in the ground so that they, um, they're, they're in the ground buried so that they can become dissociative oh um, for days at a time. Oh and then... Um, some of the other things, we've all heard of ayahuasca, and some people will take that to become dissociative or different drugs, which I don't recommend at all. I think that that's really bad for your physical being, and I think there's a lot safer ways, like just trying meditation. Um, one of the other things that's really common and creepy, too, is that they will do teen circumc- circumcisions, and that to me is ugh, nasty. Um have you ever heard of that kind of crazy, Bethan? So how does how does that how does that help somebody become dissociative? Um, well, it's a form of abuse. So, um, but I I've heard it's like three days, three nights, where someone will become will be buried, and then they come they arrive and they're reawakened. Um, probably because if you're buried like that, you're probably freaking out really bad, and the only way to survive that is to leave the body and um, the only way to survive something like pain and you know we're talking about circumcision without any um, any type of medication to make you not feel it so um, from what I understand of course I'm I'm not from that era so I don't know but um, and I don't know if they actually still do the burial thing but I do know that people still use ayahuasca and drugs to become dissociative and the purpose of that is it brings you to a different state of consciousness to see that there is something else other than your normal beta state that you're in when you're awake. Um, so I don't know. That's our thing on, on empath. And if you are one, congratulations. Um, it's all about setting and up And we'd like boundaries. to hear from you. Yeah, we would like to hear from you. So the phone lines are now open, and we're willing to talk about empath or just do some short reading. And then, um, of course, we'll have some announcements as well later on. So we do have a caller. So I'm going to bring this caller on the line and find out who they are. 
And just one second. Hi, you're live, and we're talking to 3338. Welcome to Intuitive Skies Podcast. Hi, thank you. Hello? Hi, are you and there? who is this Hi. speaking to? Yeah, yeah. What's your first name, please? If you don't mind, Jody. Hi, Jody. You're live Hi, Jody. and on the air with Beth Ann and Katie. Um, and so, what can we? Ha- now, first of all, we have to ask: Did you take the quiz while we were doing it? I did. I was listening. Yes. <laughs> and how did that go? Um, you know, it's, I'm I'm glad that I I listened to the the topic because it was something that I was actually talking about the other day. So um, it was mm-hmm. good to get like the different clarification and your thoughts about it. So, um, and I probably pretty strongly probably eight out of ten. I'd say you're definitely yeah. if you got eight out of ten, you're yeah. definitely an empath. So welcome to the club, Jody. <laughs> um, Thank you. So, <laughs> I have to ask, um, now, is there something, did you want to get a session today, or what can we help you with? Yes, yes, it's been um, quite the week for me, so I was hoping Uh, to get your thoughts. Okay, great. Well, very happy to give them to you. So do you have a specific question that you wanted us to tap into? And then we'll um, tell you what we're doing. Yeah, probably my first question, um, I've had a lot of issues uh, with my ex-husband and we just had a child support uh, meeting between each other on Monday and um, it's been two years since like the separation and the divorce and everything and um, Mm -hmm. contact with him is very limited just because of the toxic person he is Um, but it was you know it's been two years and he just it kind of it didn't surprise me, but I guess it was just a little sad at just, like, how much hatefulness was still, like, just pouring out from him. And um, so I guess I just, I want to know, since finally this portion is settled, and he's just, it seems like he's trying to get me on anything he can, um, like, what can I expect from him at this point in time, like, moving forward? Um, Okay, so first of all, I have to preface it that you do know that we're not attorneys. Um, right. And, um, I, Beth Ann, I'm going to let you um, answer this one from the beginning, and then I'm going to go ahead and tap in and, and see what I'm getting to. Okay, sure. Um, so what I'm sensing is just that he's very hurt and he doesn't have a lot of control over his emotions, but this is going to fade and it's going to get to a place where it's a little bit more manageable. And um, I went ahead and pulled an angel card for you as you were talking. And the one that I pulled is called the nine of water. And what it means is that your wish comes true. What you've been praying for will be manifesting and your concerns will be fading as your efforts are rewarded. Um, It also means that financial hopes are realized and good fortune follows you. And it says you're surrounded by beauty, happiness, and contentment. So um, ultimately it means that things are going to work out the way that you hope and pleasure, freedom, and love of life. So to me what that says is that you'll be able to kind of take a step back from the situation, not be so immersed Mm -hmm. in it, and, and get along with living your life and creating the life that you that you want to have. 
good. That sounds That's really cool. Um, okay, and then what I was picking up on is, uh, okay, so one, we know that this is all about control. Um, yeah. And that he's always been a very controlling person. So he's just acting yeah. out in the way that you're accustomed to. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost, It almost feels like if he were to have gone in there and been this loving, wonderful person and been open and you would have gone into shock and had to have been hospitalized if he didn't play that role. <laughs> you're so used to him playing that right. role, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, that's part of it. But then I'm getting the same as Beth Ann. But the issue at hand, too, is that um, it's almost like there's a fear within you to stand up for yourself and bring forth on the other side. Did you do that this time where you said, okay, well, these are the things I, that... Yeah, I... Like, there's, I mean, a, there's a girlfriend extent, involved. Like, I... I yeah, okay. he che- yeah, he was cheating. Um, I, I, to a certain extent, I did. Like, I got most of the things that I needed um but i had to compromise mm-hmm. on some but when you like weighed it all out you know with the how much money i was going to have to spend with court and everything else like it didn't right. um it wasn't worth fighting over so i did have right. to compromise a little bit and then mm-hmm. yesterday i told him because i had been very i was trying to be flexible and accommodating because i was trying to you know do what was best for my son but um and he's just been awful so i sent him a message yesterday mm-hmm. and i said so this is going to stop and you will only have, you know, your time with him on your set overnight. So don't even ask me because you have mm-hmm. been nothing but spiteful and vicious. And so moving mm-hmm. forward, this is what you can expect. So I did really stand up yesterday to him and just told him like really set a strict boundary, which I really mm-hmm. haven't done that strict before. So. Mm. Good job. And that's important. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, standing up, in, but the problem with a lot of times with empaths when we do put up a boundary and people aren't used to it is that the retaliation can sometimes be worse than what, what normally would be the case. Um, mm-hmm. So it's almost like you put up that boundary and then they're going to try to tear that down. So you have to be steadfast in that, nope, this is the boundary, you're not crossing it. Um, that's what I'm hearing, but also that you've got a lot bigger fish to fry, and that's your daughter. Um, you have a daughter, correct? I have a son. A uh, son, actually. Just a son. Okay, just a son? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there's, mm-hmm. another, there's a young lady that's coming into my consciousness, so I'm wondering if it's for this other person. But um, Okay, so um, hang on. Just one second here, and I'm listening. Okay, so um, there's an issue of, of boundaries that have been broken down several times and your son needs to be around family a lot more frequently. And it's almost like he's trying to prevent you from doing that. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I'm hearing that um, it's all going to work out. It's just that right now the compromises don't feel like compromises, but in the end you're, you're on the, on the, um, you're doing what's right, and you know what he's doing is is on the down low. It just feels like sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Um, yeah. Bethany, are you getting anything else? Because I feel like it's just holding the faith until you get through. You get through this. 
Yeah, I see, like, I see you being in a tunnel, but you're, like, at the end of the tunnel. You're just coming out into mm-hmm. the light now. And, you know, before long, it's going to be, like, this is just a small part of my life. It's not immersing my life anymore. That's good to hear. Um, Jody, yeah. Jody, do you have a um, a niece or a young girl around you with a health issue? Um. I mean, I, I work. I work in a hospital. Yeah, okay. I work in a hospital. Oh, okay. 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 So no, I'm just picking up on this young girl with a. Um, it just feels like. Um, I don't know. I like swallowing and like. I'm trying to catch my breath, so I I don't know what this is about, but it's just like this young girl energy. But whoever that is, we're sending all kinds of love and light to. You. Um, does that answer your question, Jody? And you know, we're happy to talk to you off the air as well, of course. And I can give you a call when I'm yeah. here, if you'd like. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Well, thank yeah. you for calling in today. Yeah. I really appreciate it, especially our first episode. Woo-hoo. Um Yeah, and thank then, you. I'm going to appreciate it. Okay, and I will get a hold of you. And then we have Great. another thank caller. You. Thank you so much. Take care. We have another caller here. Um, phone number, uh, last four digits, 7900. You are on the air. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Barb. Oh, hi, Barb. Hi, Barb. Hi, hello. Club members, yay. Um, Of course, we're always happy to have other light club members on. And so it's your day like Barb. (laughs) Okay, I'm listening to your your broadcast, and it's wonderful. But there was something you forgot to talk about with empathy and, uh, and being an empath. And that is... Feeling other people's physical pain. Oh, yeah. And that that can, you know, know, forever, ever, you go back and forth to the doctor and he keeps telling you, there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And you're like, this pain is real. And then you start paying attention to what's going on in the next apartment or the house across <laughs> the street or to somebody in your family, you know, that you normally, you know, you or you're out of contact with people or, you know, you can feel things. It almost feels like it's coming through the walls, and it is. And when you pay attention, you're like, oh, my God, they're feeling the same thing I'm feeling. They're the, and then you're like, it clicks. It finally clicks. This isn't my crap. That can take a lifetime. That can take a lifetime for some uh, yeah, people. Yeah, or or until you know your late forties. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, I uh, think has gotten it with animals, where I'm feeling animals' pain, and I can feel where it is in an animal's body that is hurting, um, or what's going on with them internally. They don't necessarily say, "Well, it is this specific problem," because they're not doctors. But they can say, "Oh, right. it's this that hurts, and it's that that hurts." Right. Um, so, but, yeah, that's important. So what I would, there's some exercises, there's too, what right? I suggest. Huh? I was just saying there's some exercises and things that you can do to figure out where something's yeah. coming from. Why don't you share that, Barb? Well, um, first, what I do is I say, well, I try, I, I'm, I definitely make sure that I'm more cognizant of what's going on around me. And I have to pull myself out of my head to see what's going around, going on around me. And then um, mm-hmm. I'll go for a walk, or 
right now I'm on my um, my bike, my my recumbent exercise bike, and that helps keep me grounded. Um, I always tell whatever when I realize it's not mine, I say get off of me. And even if I don't know if it's mine or not, I always say get off, get off. And if it's not mine, normally it leaves. And then, you know, I'll pray a little bit for it to stay off. And then I send healing energy to whoever needs the energy or whoever needs mm-hmm. the help. But other than that, that's that's normally, you know, I'll protect myself even more. You know, I'll put up my little bubble. And um, yeah. hopefully whatever comes back will slide back off and, and, and leave my vicinity here. But I, I was always made fun of as a kid. You know, our grandma lived with us, and as a little kid, I was always outside playing because that's what we did. We didn't hang around in the house. We wanted to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, I would complain to my mom, I feel like this, I feel like that. And she'd say, oh, you've been listening to your grandmother talking. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I haven't been listening to, you know, to grandma. <laughs> and, and, and I always felt it, but I was always, always all in your head. Well, so you were like a five-year-old walking around like an 80-year-old woman? Yes. It, it was <laughs> Sorry horrible. Sorry to laugh, but horrible. I can identify it. It's, um, you know, I give people an exercise a lot of times when they're empaths to um, go out into a public place where you can sit down and just feel people as they're walking by. Um, yeah. A couple of different things. Or so in the grocery store. Energy. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. The grocery store. Somewhere where you can oh, my sit. gosh. But, so you can it's, sit it's, and, and just be quiet. And feel different people's energies as they're walking by so you can begin to identify what's mine and what is someone else's. And I always say mm-hmm. that same phrase over and over again, over the, the, the over Delphi, oh, Delphi, where the oracle sat in ancient Greece, it said, know thyself. So in any of this kind of work, in any type of um, empathic abilities or intuitive abilities, the first thing you really have to know is yourself, to know what is yours and what is not yours. Because if you don't know that and you don't know yourself well, you're never going to be able to tell what is spirit, what is an intuitive Or you'll wind up in therapy versus... for years. You really will. You will wind <laughs> up in therapy for years. <laughs> and how, how amazing is it, Barb, that you've been able to get a handle on this and now you use it to help people. It's a gift. It's a blessing. Yeah, as yes. a uh, healer, I, right? When I do Reiki, I can I can feel what's going on with them. Sometimes I mirror, which is I'll feel the pain that they're feeling. I'll feel it on the other side of my body, and mm-hmm. um, most of the time, a good part, I, I would say most of the time that I will end up mirroring. But um, uh, I then I can give them Reiki, or I can send them Reiki, or um, you know I I can help them in any kind of way that they need it. But, um, so, yeah, so go ahead. I was going to say, as we're, starting this, um, as we're starting this new health, mind, body, spirit challenge on the 5th of November, what are some suggestions that you would do for the spirit, Barb? All right. Or Beth Ann, anybody that wants to answer. Oh, what kind of exercise would you give to the spirit? Right. What would you do to say, what would be the best advice if someone said, okay, we're starting with this mind-body-spirit challenge and daily practices that you think that would be helpful for people 
um, to really work on the spirit. Because, I mean, the physical body is something we all know what to do, basically. You know, you can get on a bike. You can go for a jog. Um, but for the spirit, I think that there's a lot. I mean, obviously, there's also prayer and meditation. But what are some mm-hmm. daily practices that someone can do to really get in touch with themselves, to be able to know um, what is going on within them spiritually, to check that, to keep check? Well, I just sit down and I'm quiet. I'm just, I'm very quiet and I I feel everything. And then I pray and then I talk to my guides. You know, they're there. My angels okay. are there. And well, not everybody's going to be talking to guides yet, but um, to um, to just sit down and be quiet and just, just be within. So kind of just taking right. um, an inventory, like a self-inventory. Um, is what I'm kind of wondering. I, I wouldn't call it an inventory. I would just I would just feel all the way down through my body. Mm-hmm. And and I would just be quiet. And I would and then I'd end up up in my head for God knows how long. <laughs> and when okay. I come back, so it's that like sounds I'm a lot like a meditation. Okay, so it yeah. does sound like a type of meditation. Um, what about you, Beth Ann? What are your like what is a spiritual practice? You know, as we're starting this mind-body-spirit, we understand what will help our mind. Most people understand what will help our mind. Most people understand what will help their physical body. And as we challenge, obviously, it's like we want to do something daily. What is something um, do that, anything, it could be physical or whatever, but what's something that you do that you feel keeps you connected to spirit? I think finding joy and making time for joy. Um, just so whatever um, that means to each individual person, whatever it is that makes you feel joyful and grateful and remember that you're just like on this magnificent earth and just take joy in something little like how pretty the sky is or, you know, yeah, just how beautiful <laughs> nature is. <laughs> Thanks a lot. What is that? It's a hyena. Can't you hear it? It's I got myself in the pot. Spirit. Oh, boy. I was going to say, oh, my gosh. That's George. Our line. That's George. George keeps crashing our line. I don't know how George found us, but every once in a while we're getting the hyena laughter, and it's kind of funny. We don't know where it's coming from. We are not doing it. It's just strange, strangeness on the line. I'm baffled. This is our first episode, and, of course, there's weird sound effects. I don't know where they're coming from. Um, <laughs> Beth Ann, I think it's her. I think she's doing it. Um, um, Joy, Beth Ann, she's doing it. I don't. I think she's got some kind of loop or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, but we're calling Spirit it Spirit made me do it. I don't, oh, okay. Well, George is a, a really obnoxious friend of ours. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, Joy goodness. is important. Um and, you know, I think, too, like the taking inventory of what's going on in your body and how you're feeling physically, what needs to change, and then having faith. I think that's my big one is having faith that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm where I'm supposed to be, and if um, for whatever reason and whatever plan it is that God has, um, that, you know, and taking that five minutes or whatever it takes to just go, you know what, I may not like what's going on, a lot of days I may not totally dig what the situation is, but I know that it's here for a reason and I'm being guided. 
You know what I mean? Well, and you're that, learning that a lesson. makes me feel better. Uh, but when, when, when I realized, <laughs> when I learned, well, we got a lesson twice or three or four times a day or ten times a day. It's just it's just a part of, yeah. of our journey, actually. I mean, sometimes I get kind of upset with my lessons, but then when I, you know, think, what am I learning from this? What am I going to gain from this? And that yeah. makes it a little bit better, even though it's a little harder. You know, even when you're dealing with other people, what am I learning from this person? Why am I getting upset? Is it them? Is it me? Of what am I learning from yeah. this? <laughs> yeah, and sometimes even when you can't figure out what you're learning, it's that there is an actual purpose behind everything that's going on, I feel. Um, like some days I'm like, oh, I feel so awful. Why do I have to feel like this? But you know what? There's a plan. There's a reason. Maybe it's to keep me home from being somewhere else. Right. Oh, my gosh. There's more sounds. Bethany, I think I cut it out. Okay. I'm going to get back to my pedaling, and I'm going to listen to you. All right. All right. Well, we All love right. you. And yeah, I thank you for calling in, and we expect you to be here for the whole time next week. <laughs> Oh, bye, Barb. <laughs> That's pretty good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, that was fun. And so, um, like I was stating, if anybody else wants to call in, um, go for it. Otherwise, I'm going to wrap this baby up. Episode number one. Episode number one. And we are going to call it a day and get back to our beautiful lives. Um, Beth Ann, thank you for co-hosting. You're amazing, a rock star, and you are a badass. Um, thank you. So I loved it. I guess we'll talk. Yeah. I think next week we'll probably end up talking more about our mind-body-spirit challenge. And if you want more information, please visit katiefearns.com or a, what is it, Beth Ann? Badass. <laughs> readings by, readings by com. Readings by badassba.com, and you can find Beth Ann. <laughs> and I am going to go and reach our buddy Jody that we just talked to. And I hope everybody has a wonderful day. And know that we surround you with our love. And until next week, we will hope that you have a wonderful day. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>